here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast. Pat and Scott here with you in the twilight of week five of the NFL and your fantasy football season. A lot of news, uh, definitely. Uh, we're we're going to touch base on uh, injuries and uh, some occupational uh, issues as well. Uh, it looks like it was a crazy week in the NFL, but uh, you know, as far as that goes, we'll we'll dive right in, in in just a few minutes. Pat, how's everything going? You you survived this week, fantasy and otherwise. A much better week this week for me, uh, fantasy wise. I think uh, in the in the eight leagues that I actually play head to head, I think I'm going to go six and two. So it's it's a little bit better, a lot right. better than last week. Nice. How uh, how'd you fare this week? Uh, matchups? Nah, not so well. Uh, I did have uh, my. My tight end start of the week, I actually took my adv- own advice. Uh, I was 0 for 2 in my Tay-Tay starts uh, when it came to Taysom Hill. Unfortunately, they couldn't pull those games out. But it uh, looks like I, I swept uh, swept Donnie uh, as far as the two games that I had against him. So, But that's not hard. Um, I mean, we know, <laughs> we know how that works. But um, other than that, uh, yeah, not too good. I, I think I'm like 3 and 5. You know, and again, that that best ball, I don't know if you count them as losses or wins, but, uh, I, you know, I see you're doing rather well in that one. Um, I am uh, I am meh, uh, to say the least. Yeah, I don't I don't count that one in the wins and losses because it's just a, a running score. But, yeah, I think I'm after this week uh, should should stay in second place in that league. But I kind of got a, a reprieve in that one, as you know, with uh, the new owners entering jumped into that uh that supplemental draft that we had and uh grabbed a couple of good players in there and and was able to to kind of boost my team up uh, almost immediately so um i mean it is what it is it's you know not to pat myself on the back but i could tell that my team was probably even though i finished second last year i could tell my team was was aging and starting to fall apart so i decided to uh to jump in that that supplemental draft and basically retool my entire team and and did it fairly well. I can't, I can't complain, like I said. So, uh, but I, I don't really count that league. I'll, I'll see how that works out by the end. Cause those I've been in those total points leagues before where, you know, you're cruising along doing well. And then all of a sudden a couple injuries happen or guys, other teams just take off. And all of a sudden you're, you're kind of left, you know, holding the bag and, and your team sucks. So uh, it does just kind of depend on, you know, you just ride that, those total point leagues, you ride them out as long as long as you can until uh, until the wheels fall off, and hopefully they fall off for you know some of the other owners and and not for your squad necessarily. But uh, that's kind of how those those ones work out. Yep, and then sometimes those wheels don't fall off. You just need some fix a flat and yeah, get yourself to, <laughs> get yourself where you need to be. But you know the the dynasty side, yeah, it's it, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. Uh, obviously, yeah, you you want to try to take it every year, but. You know, uh, we'll see. We shall see. As far as uh, getting started, I uh, want to say a couple things uh, as far as Mickey's protocol in Tuckerton. Uh, again, friend of the show. Uh, we we love everybody over there. They have some excellent food and drink specials. This place is special. Uh, again, you can bring the guys, you can bring the girls, you can bring the family, you know, and sometimes that is all the above, uh, depending on how things go. But 
definitely uh, one of the places you definitely want to stop, uh, you know, throughout the week. Again, uh, again, Monday night, kids eat free. So swing by 327 East Main Street in Tuckerton for Mickey's Portacol Pub. Yeah, if you want to follow us on social media, please be sure to check us out on Twitter. We are at the Nine Route One and at Scott from Delco. We also have a website that you can check out, www.thenineroutffb.com. And if you'd like to email the show, uh, ask a question to any of us uh, that we can answer on the show, please do. Our email address is thenineroutffb at gmail.com. And that is the number nine, not spelled out in letters. So the number nine, routeffb at gmail.com. And... Uh, I think we should jump into the uh, the news here. It seems like we have a uh, quite a bit of injury news yet again to get into this week. It seems like every week it's uh, you know a lot of guys get hurt obviously week by week, but it doesn't seem like there's always a lot of fantasy relevant players. But the last couple of weeks definitely have produced quite a few fantasy relevant players either uh, leaving games or uh, you know missing games completely. So uh, let's jump into our news and injuries time for the news bit of news that actually broke uh just before we got going here uh and again pat and i were talking about it and and the the aftermath that is already starting to happen uh carolina panthers have fired head coach matt rule uh, a lot of people saw this coming pat i know you joked about uh prognosticating it uh just as far as this weekend to be uh to be honest and and again i know with just watching that team over the last couple of years, obviously, you know, it's a young coach. Uh, some of these guys come out of college and, and they're expected to just, you know, set the world on fire and owners want to have the next big thing and, and all that. But it doesn't always work out. It just doesn't seem like he was maybe cut out at this stage of his career to be an NFL coach. Uh, some of those that listen that even coach maybe like a kid's team, high school, uh, anything like that. You know, there, there's a lot of a lot of stuff to do. And those guys just own that job. But uh, it seems like the best ones tend to be the lifers. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there that are deserving of the job. Uh, Steve Wilkes, former Arizona Cardinal coach back in 2018, uh, he only coached one year before they brought in the Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray's of the world. He'll be the interim coach uh, for the time being right now. And it looks like, you know, uh, there could be, there's already whispers of Christian McCaffrey getting traded to Buffalo. Phil Snow, the defensive coordinator we saw was also let go. So definitely a house cleaning to say the least down there. Fantasy wise, that could shake out. Uh, some of those guys, DJ Moore and like that were maybe faded and might step up a little bit. And uh, again, there's some injury news tied into that as well. We will get to in just a little bit, but Matt Rule out as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was watching. I, I do tweet some things here and there as the games are going on, you know, just to to kind of stay in the in the loop with with everything that's going on and I actually sent a tweet out after the pick six that Baker Mayfield threw, which I think is the same play that he injured his uh, that he, he sprained his ankle on uh, trying to make a tackle. But uh, after he threw that that pick six and, uh, you know, that, that on TV, they showed. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, you know, really just losing his mind uh, after that pick six. So uh, I actually tweeted out, wouldn't it be funny if that pick six was the the straw that broke the camel's back for the Matt Rule error and he ends up getting fired and D'Amico Ryans ends up becoming the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers, which uh, I mean, obviously not this year because he's under contract with the 49ers, but I think 
I think Ryan's will definitely be a head coach in this league uh, probably as soon as next year. And with the Panthers job, basically, you know, already being one that's going to be open with an interim head coach, uh, I, I could easily see, you know, him sliding in there and, and being an excellent head coach. But I just, I think it's funny that, you know, these, these things kind of coincided on the same, the same day. And then after I sent the tweet out, like I said, I sent it out yesterday during the game and uh, somebody actually replied to me today and, and was like, and you, you were, you were on that one. They literally fired the guy the next day. So it's uh it was definitely something I think we all saw coming with, with Matt rule, uh, unfortunate for him, but uh, like you said, maybe fortunate for some of the fantasy options on that team, a little injury news that we're going to get into for the Carolina Panthers as well. Uh, Baker Mayfield left the game with a high ankle sprain at the end of that game. Um, looks like he's probably going to miss at least a week, maybe a little bit more. These high ankle sprains are a little bit different with quarterbacks because they don't necessarily need as much mobility. And Mayfield isn't one of those guys, you know, like a Justin Fields or even a you know, a mobile type quarterback who's going to be running around a lot, but you do obviously have to have some mobility in the pocket and, and be able to be comfortable and be able to put some weight on that foot when you throw. So he's, he's likely going to miss at least a week, maybe more. The Carolina offense did not look great so far in the first five games of the season. I'm not saying that PJ Walker is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, but sometimes you just need a change. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's not about, you know, having the, you know, the best player in there or whatever. Sometimes you just need something different. You just need to change it up a little bit. And maybe this, all of this, the, the Matt rule firing, the Baker Mayfield injury, maybe all of this is what Carolina needs to sort of reset a little bit and, and maybe focus a little bit more on, um, you know, it seems like they just kind of were doing the same things every week. Like it, it wasn't working and yet they just kept doing it. So uh, maybe this change will be good for, for the, the franchise altogether, but we'll see how that goes moving forward. I would not suggest rostering PJ Walker in any leagues. Maybe if you're in a um, super flex or two QB league or something like that, again, he's going to get a couple starts. So he's, he's probably worth throwing on the end, on the end of your bench, but uh, not somebody that I'm, you know, suggesting to pick up and play in a standard, you know, one QB league or anything like that. True. True. Uh, <clears throat> another quarterback uh, this time, it might be in the water there in Miami. Uh, we talked about, uh, you know, obviously Tua being banged up uh, with with some serious concussion issues last week, uh, and may not be available just yet. They're they're definitely going to have to take it easy with him. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater did not last long against the New York Jets yesterday. Uh, suffered a elbow, shoulder, and possible concussion. Did not return in the game. Enter Skylar Thompson of Kansas State. Uh, rookie quarterback came in and. Uh, you know, did what he could. Um, you know, it's definitely a tough start. Uh, 19 to 33, a buck 66 and a pick. Uh, that team as a whole got got just smoked by the Jets. And again, that's that's not easy for um, for anybody to deal with. But again, that defense had had their struggles there as well. So Teddy Bridgewater went out. Uh, Skylar Thompson came in. Right now, we'll see what happens with Bridgewater. Tua again slated for Week Six. We will see if that will happen. But we don't know just yet if. And or when, and and again, I know they're going to have to take it a little, little bit easy with him uh, when it comes to getting him back. So we'll we'll monitor that situation. And again, right now, wouldn't say picking up Skylar Thompson either, uh, but I would say maybe look to see Tua uh, getting back. Uh, you know, hopefully sooner than later. Hopefully he comes back and he's okay. The NFL Players Association, basically after what happened with Tua, they they kind of rushed into sort of 
forcing the commissioner's hand on basically getting these end up these these concussion situations to be almost like an immediate ruled out situation. So what they started focusing on was something called ataxia, which is, you know, basically any, uh, like we saw Tua do in, I believe it was week three when he first got injured, where he kind of got up and like stumbled. Um, so anytime they, that players become, you know, have some sort of hard head hit or whatever, which the league has already been looking at, um, and they seem to be a little weary or, or you know, they, they stumble or they, you know, can't, they don't have good motor function right away. Basically what the Players Association is calling for is for those players to be ruled out immediately and not put them back in harm's way, which as on a personal level, I agree with. I think that player safety is of utmost importance. I mean, these guys, you know, they go out there and, and put their, their health on the line every week, honestly. Um, so I do think it's a good thing. I think for fantasy football, however, it's going to be something that's going to have a ripple effect throughout fantasy football. And basically what's going to happen is now anybody who you think may possibly have a concussion or have gotten a concussion, a lot of times these guys are not going to be able to come back in games. So you're going to see a lot of guys who you may have in your starting lineup who take a hard hit, take a shot to the head, get tackled like Chris Olave did uh, in the, in the end zone. Uh, this, this past week and kind of thrown down and, and slammed, uh, you know, his the side of his head into the uh, into the turf. Stuff like that is basically going to be an immediate will not return um, in those games. And, and that's going to have, like I said, that's going to have an effect on, on fantasy football moving forward. So it's going to be a lot of frustrated fantasy football owners, but it is it is for the for the health of the players. So it's definitely important that we think about that first. But uh, I just, just wanted to throw that in there because we are a fantasy football podcast. This is something moving forward that uh, we are going to have to sort of deal with in, in, in the fantasy football landscape from here on out is, you know, players coming out of games and then not going back into games. So I don't, I don't know if there's any way that we can remedy that as far as fantasy goes, but um, yeah, that's just going to be an unfortunate part of, of the way things move uh, forward from here. But uh, moving on to the running back injuries, Unfortunately, Rashad Penny just he cannot stay healthy for an entire year. I mean, this guy every time he gets an opportunity, he he, he shows how talented he is and how explosive he is. And then it seems like every year, you know, he just he he gets some freak injury. And and this week it was a, a broken fibula, and he's going to need surgery and be out for the year. It's really unfortunate for him. Like I said, really really good player, just really injury prone. Unfortunately. Moving forward, though, I mean, this opens the door for Ken Walker, the third uh, standout running back out of Michigan State. I think everybody was kind of, you know, especially people who are in dynasty leagues. Ken Walker was generally a top five pick in dynasty this year, rookie drafts. And I think everybody was sort of, you know, waiting for the Ken Walker era to begin in Seattle. And Rashad Penny did a really good job sort of keeping that time at bay. Uh, but but the Ken Walker era is beginning right now, and I think if he is available in your league, he is absolutely the number one waiver wire pickup this week. Uh, Seattle's offense has looked much better than I think any of us thought coming into the season, and Rashad Penny is part of the reason why, and I think Ken Walker is just as, if not more talented than than Penny, and I think he's going to continue to take over. I mean, you saw in this game he only had eight carries but he took one of those carries to the house for 69 yard touchdown. Uh, the other seven resulted in 19 yards. 
but uh, finished the day eight for 88 and a touchdown. Uh, and if, if Geno Smith keeps playing well, if the Seattle defense keeps giving up a ton of points, uh, there's there's going to be uh, uh, there's going to be a lot of shootouts involving the Seattle Seahawks, and I think uh, having Ken Walker in your lineup is going to give you exposure to a lot of those points. And uh, like I said, he's definitely for me my number one waiver wire pickup this week if he's available in your league. Uh, another running back uh, to speak of, actually two. Uh, we're we're going to touch base on uh, same team, same game. Both uh, James Conner and Daryl Williams both suffered injuries. Uh, James Conner first, uh, just to touch base on him, uh, was a rib injury. Again, we we know a lot of these players have to deal with those injuries from time to time, whether or not it was just some some ligament damage or anything like that, or cartilage, or, or if it was a flat-out broken rib concept. You know, it definitely would have to find out once they, once they get the injury reports out there uh, on that level. Uh, another, again, same game, uh, same position, unfortunately, for them uh, was Darrell Williams, who went out with a knee injury. Uh, so that had Eno Benjamin finally getting a lot of a lot of chance to show off, and, and he's definitely worth uh, waiver wire concepts, let alone yeah, some of you might have already had him stashed uh, based on some preseason hype before Darrell Williams was signed. Um, did have a decent game, I would say, yesterday, you know, in, in some – some spot stuff, so to speak. Eight carries for 25 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he also added three receptions for 28 yards, which is always the the bread and butter of fantasy football PPR running back concepts. So uh, Connor, I think, would probably be a little bit more likely, uh, depending on how, how bad his injury is, uh, would be more than likely a guy to probably still hang on or, or share a little bit of that uh, backfield. Now, when it came to, again, when it came to Williams, uh, again, he was evaluated uh, on the sideline before walking to the locker room. So, again, uh, some of these guys, you know, they pick something up. They don't feel right. They, they just kind of get sidelined for, you know, parts of, of games. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but James Conner, Darrell Williams, that Arizona backfield could be interesting. Uh, Eno Benjamin, if he's on the waiver wire, uh, probably worth a stash on your bench. Uh, again, somebody's injuries linger. And, and next thing you know, Eno could be the next man up. Damian Harris also left the game against the Lions in week five with a hamstring injury, left after only four carries and uh, one reception for one yard. So uh, Ramondre Stevenson sort of carried the bulk of the load from there on out, ended up with 25 carries, 161 yards, couple catches. Damian Harris is, has not been ruled out for week six, so you know he still may be there, but he did miss a game last year with – the same hamstring injury, same same side and everything. So this is something that has popped up for him before, has kept him out of uh, a game before. So uh, if Ramondre Stevenson is available, which he probably isn't, but you know some leagues he's still he's still out there. Uh, if he can if he can get the the full workload next week, uh, I, I think that there's a chance that he could he could absolutely explode. Uh, he did this week for, like I said, 25, 25 carries for 161 yards. So uh, definitely doable again next week. Follow that one closely if you're if you're a Ramondre Stevenson owner or if he's available, go out and grab him. And I think, again, if, if Harris misses and, and Ramondre is basically the, the lone back there, I mean, they have some other guys that, you know, they'll, they'll probably mix in here and there, just a few carries. But if, if Ramondre is the, the lead back in that situation, I think, He's 100% start for next week, and uh, you know could could potentially be one of those those waiver wire guys that wins you a week. Uh 
something of note, just, you know, we're putting it out there because again, this is talking about some injury and waiver wire concepts. Saquon Barkley did get a little banged up in the third quarter yesterday against the Green Bay Packers. That was the early game. Some people weren't even awake yet. You know, obviously we we hear Saquon and we hear injury and I think everybody gets, you know, a little hyped. Uh, I, for one, wasn't super high on him coming into the season until he could prove that he was back to uh, his old ways of, you know, just being one of the most dominant people at his position uh, in the National Football League. And so far, he really has been, you know, as far as our our league of record, uh, again, where we're Pat and I are our home league, uh, he is RB3, not far off, only about 10 points behind Nick Chubb. Austin Eckler had a monster game yesterday to catapult him into second place. Uh, so again, you know, he's right up there with with all the big dogs where I think a lot of people thought he was going to be. That being said, you know, keep an eye on it. They they could, you know, maybe try to dial things back. Obviously, that offense funneling through him has helped the Giants to become a solid team. They're not leaning on uh, Daniel Jones in the passing game, to say the least. Uh, that's definitely more of an afterthought. Uh, you know, not anything crazy on the waiver wire that you'd say, you know, you'd probably look for just the best running back overall. But for Saquon owners, if, if you just want to play it safe, you, you do have Matt Breida. Uh, and then Gary Brightwell is third on the list as far as the depth chart goes. So, uh, you know, maybe just something to keep an eye on, obviously, through the week. But it uh, didn't sound like it was something that held him out for too long. And, again, he's he's gotten through some worse injuries. We've seen that. So it's good to see him get back out there and back on the field. Uh, last night's game, T. Higgins was dressed, ready to go, and, you know, ran a couple of routes, played a couple of snaps, and then – you know, couldn't continue to go on that ankle. So he left the game, did not return, ended up without a target in that game, which was disappointing if you had him, you know, in your fantasy lineup because it's a Sunday night game. So those games are, you know, you have a lot less players to, to choose through to, you know, make a substitution. And, and the fact that he was listed as in for that game, you probably didn't really want, I mean, it was a good matchup. You probably didn't want to sit T Higgins against the Ravens. Uh, in that game, and uh, unfortunately, he he burnt you and got you a goose. But um, you know that's that's again that's part of fantasy football. You go into a game questionable, and you try to go as and he tried as best he could to get out there. It just wasn't his night. But uh, as far as a waiver wire pickup, I don't see this lingering. Like I said, the fact that he was able to go means that he was really close. He probably just tweaked the ankle a little bit and wasn't a hundred percent. And you know you really need to be pretty darn close to hundred percent to, to beat defensive backs in the NFL as a wide receiver. So probably best for the team that he just, you know, sat the rest of the game out. If this continues to linger, Tyler Boyd may be a guy that you can pick up. He played fairly well last night, four targets, three catches for 32 yards, you know, not a world beater by any means, but uh, I think if for whatever reason, T Higgins is out next week and, and they know going into the game that he's out, I think Tyler Boyd uh, will, will be a much bigger part of the offense and could be somebody that might be worth picking up and, and possibly playing in your flex position. Uh, moving on, uh, again, another wide receiver, uh, one of the young ones, uh, rookie wide receiver Christian Watson of Green Bay, uh, left yesterday's game, again, at, uh, that early game in London, uh, with a hamstring injury. He really has had trouble it's throughout training camp and, and just trying to stay healthy uh, when it comes to that it's going to be kind of tough. I mean, it's one of those things that could linger. Uh, he hasn't really had epic production, and that whole offense as a whole we've seen is is definitely not 
Green Bay of, of last year or the year before or the year before that. You know, obviously having having Aaron Rodgers struggle to connect to wide receivers and things like that. You know, there's been a couple bright spots, but Watson himself, um, he's one of those guys. You know, if you don't have to, you, you probably shouldn't be rostering him almost at this point. It's, it's been a shame he hasn't really been producing. Uh, he's really gifted athletically, so if he's hampered by hamstring and injuries to that nature, uh, being able to play through and and make tough catches, we've seen him have a little bit of trouble with that too. Uh, right now, it's just not looking too hot for him. It's his rookie season. So, hey, you know, Dynasty, obviously, you're going to hang on to him. Uh, you want to keep him on your bench. Maybe he does turn things around and, and start to pick it up a little bit. But uh, missing a lot of time and, and not being you know healthy enough to, to be consistently on the field isn't going to be too good. So he did not return to that game. Uh, it's something you want to monitor. And, again, uh, you know, if signs point down, you, you might want to look to maybe drop him. Uh, or he could end up on IR. Uh, you never know but we'll see what happens this week when the injury reports come out. Yeah, it seems like Dobbs is the the rookie wide receiver to own in Green Bay for sure. Yes. Uh, Tyreek Hill uh, also left uh, the game against the Jets this week. Uh, Still ended up finishing as the leading receiver for the Dolphins. That was like after Teddy Fredwater went out, which was after the first play. And and like you said, Skylar Thompson came in. Uh, It was, was a pretty rough sledding for the Dolphins offensively. Uh, I think their their lone bright spot was Raheem Mostert uh, running the ball, but uh, he'll finish this game seven for 47, no touchdowns, um, was seen in a walking boot after the game. So again, I mentioned last week, walking boots don't always mean serious injury. Sometimes it's just a stabilization thing, but again, walking boots are never great. I mean, you don't see completely healthy guys uh, leaving the locker room in a walking boot. So this is something we're going to have to monitor as far as uh, you know, what the injury is for T. Higgins and how severe it is, and if he's going to miss any time, if he does, and Tua comes back, they're not they're not you know leaning on Skylar Thompson again next week. Uh, you could end up picking up Cedric Wilson uh, as a waiver wire option again. Not somebody that I'm going to you know suggest you run out and grab immediately, but uh, you know Wilson was a big signing there from the Cowboys in the off season, and really hasn't done a whole lot as far as you know getting targets and snaps in, in that offense uh, it's been pretty much the the Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle show but uh you know with with Hill potentially missing a game uh maybe more depending on how severe the foot injury is Cedric Wilson could could be a guy who could step up in his absence uh another another injury another wide receiver and another young one uh who's Pound for pound has really looked like uh, maybe the best of the bunch so far, at least one of the most productive. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, it was a scary injury, made a great touchdown catch uh, for 16 yards from Andy Dalton uh, and appeared to hit his head pretty hard uh, while making the catch. Uh, it wasn't so much the, I guess you say, the, the physical tackling concept, concepts on that, but um, hit his head pretty hard. Uh, looks like some reports say that he was unconscious on the field uh, and did not return, so uh, obviously, you know, with anybody, again, we talk about the head injuries and, and nobody's messing around, let alone you just get your bell rung. But if you were out cold, you know, that that's something totally different. So uh, after being evaluated, they didn't even hesitate. He was done for the day. And we will wait to see what kind of shakes out report wise. You know, obviously, Wednesday usually is the big day. Right now on that roster, again, they've had some injuries. We saw Taysom Hill step up big time and, and you know, things of that nature. They do have some depth at the wide receiver position. Now it's being tested a little bit. Jarvis Landry's been banged up. Michael Thomas has been banged up. Uh, 
again, you have a few options there. You know, Marquez Callaway is always, as of last year, always been a guy on the radar for eventually maybe breaking out. Uh, he did only have two catches yesterday for for five yards, but again, that offense was in a little bit of flux. Alvin Kamara seems to be back to his old ways. Obviously, that's good for the offense. Traquan Smith is also a possibility if if they are losing all that depth at wide receivers. So if you turn around next week and Alave's out, Landry's out, Michael Thomas is out, uh, and again, that offense has still been pretty functional. Uh, I think the next step is going to be that, yes, Marcus Callaway, a Deontay Hardy, or a Traquan Smith, probably Callaway maybe has the most promise out of the bunch, but sometimes Hardy's been consistent. We just have to see. But uh, hopefully Alave gets back on the field soon. Hopefully that uh, that head injury did not uh, cause anything that, that maybe will cause him to miss too much time. A tight end that uh, missed most of the game this week, Dalton Schultz for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, played 10 snaps, Got one target, didn't didn't catch it, and then uh, that that PCL injury that we had mentioned uh, a few weeks ago that he sustained must have crept up on him and and kept him out of the rest of the game. Schultz is a guy who, and I, and I think I did mention this before, uh, I was high on coming into the season. I thought with the Michael Gallup injury, uh, with obviously with Amari Cooper gone, I thought Dalton Schultz was going to be a necessary part of this Dallas offense and he was in the, for the first few weeks, but uh, since that PCL injury has sort of disappeared, he played 55 snaps last week, which is good. You know, didn't have a great game receiving, but uh, at least he was able to stay in the whole game again, must've aggravated that injury this week. He's a guy who, if you roster Dalton Schultz, you better have another decent tight end option. Uh, again, he's, he's a guy who I'm probably not going to play until he comes back from that injury, puts up a decent game, shows that he can, you know, finish the game and be a, a, a an integral part of that offense that that I kind of thought he was going to be uh, coming into the season. As far as waiver wire goes, I, I wouldn't suggest picking up any Cowboys tight ends. I don't think that there's enough of uh, I don't think there's enough of an uptick in in targets for either Jake Ferguson or Peyton Hendershot, who are you know basically the uh, the second and third on the depth chart there. But uh, I do suggest if he is still available in your league, picking up Michael Gallup now that he is healthy. Uh, he is going to be the the Robin to C.D. Lamb's Batman in that offense. And I think you know once Dak comes back, which could be as early as this week. Uh, I think Gallup instantly becomes a guy who is is going to command, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to ten targets a week uh, in that offense. And I think if he's still available, like I said, you need to go grab him immediately because the Stolton Schultz injury definitely affects Michael Gallup and and makes him more of a must start each week. Uh, another tight end, uh, and this will uh, be the the last, thank goodness, uh, injury to speak of. So far, uh, Pat Fryermuth of the Pittsburgh Steelers, again, left yesterday with a concussion, did not return. Uh, that game was, you know, got out of hand quick. And, and again, there was nothing uh, that he could have, you know, done. I don't think even if he had stayed in the game and been healthy, healthy the whole time, so to speak. So, uh, again, the concussions, we, we just talked about it. We, we had in the last few weeks, it's, it's becoming more of a thing where the league is really finally turning it into what it should be, uh, you know, making sure that these guys aren't going out there and causing some irreparable damage uh, for down the road. Uh, that being said, obviously, when it comes to the waiver wire concepts, if you're interested, I know tight ends can be a little murky. You might want to play matchups. Zach Gentry is the next man up and 
did get a little bit involved in that game after the fact, just to take a look. Uh, yeah, five catches for 43 yards, uh, no touchdowns to speak of. So obviously, um, you know, it looks like so far if Kenny Pickett's going to be throwing the ball a lot and uh, Lord knows he did. Uh, he's already got 65 attempts through a game and a <laughs> half. And of those, basically so far, the tight end position has received 11 receptions for 93 yards. Uh, so he is targeting that, obviously, with check downs, a young quarterback. That's something where, in a PPR sense, you know, and, and sometimes those are the guys are either your Dawson Knox, uh, Robert Tanyan, touchdown dependent to get uh, double-digit points or uh, again, a Zach Gentry who, you know, is going to get you maybe 9, 10, 11 points based on something like that with with a PPR concept, maybe a mix of a touchdown in there. Uh, so it's somebody maybe to just stash on the bench for for a week or, or again, maybe look for a matchup to see how serious this is for Fryermuth. But uh, chances are, knock on wood, he should be okay and, and able to get back out there. And again, sometimes too, again, there's just a better tight end option based on that week to week. And, and again, those bye weeks are here. So we are, uh, you know, we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Yes. Thank God that was all of the injury news. I, I really, that's the worst part of this is we, we have to go through it because it, you know, it makes a difference in fantasy football, but it does suck having to, to go through and talk about all these injuries all the time. So we're going to hit a couple of other waiver wire pickups pretty quickly here. I uh, just want to go over some, some quick guys that you can grab. If you're, again, like Scott said, if you have some guys on by, if you uh, unfortunately, you know, rostered some of these, uh, injured players and and they don't make it back for week six. Here's a couple of guys that you can grab to uh, you know sort of fill in those those blank spots in your lineup. Weekly waiver wire. Uh, first, like I said, Kenneth Walker is my my number one waiver wire pickup um, for this week. But second for me is Raheem Mostert uh, from the Miami Dolphins. He's about sixty percent rostered in most leagues, so he's not going to be available everywhere but has fully taken over the backfield of Miami now. I mean, it, it used to be Chase Edmonds and then Mostert worked in. Then it sort of flip-flopped where it was mostly Mostert, but mostly Mostert. It was... Uh, That's a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought I screwed it up, but uh, I think I said it right. Uh, but Edmonds was getting a few. This past week, Mostert ended up with uh, 18 carries for 113 yards and a rushing touchdown. Uh, Chase Edmonds did absolutely nothing. I think he finished the game with one carry and two targets, no catches. So Chase Edmonds seems like he's phased out of this offense. If Raheem Mostert is available on your waiver wire, he is right behind Kenneth Walker for waiver wire out of the week for me. Yes. Uh, this just in Brian Robinson, toughest man alive, uh, survived a, uh, you know, a horrible situation from training camp, you know, gunshot wounds. And obviously a lot of people weren't sure what was going to happen. He's available. A lot of people have stayed away. He's available in about 50% of most leagues. Uh, yesterday made his debut, his NFL debut. And, and it was quite great. Again, even as an Eagles fan, it was great to see him make it onto the field. Uh, the rookie out of Alabama, uh, nine carries for 22 yards versus the Tennessee Titans. And I think that, you know, it, it, it's the start of something there. Uh, again, did 17 total carries. He had nine of them. That backfield's going to be his. I don't think there's any question about it. So Brian Robinson to me is going to be uh, somebody in, over the next few weeks. I think it was going to start to be just more than a blip on the radar. I think he's going to be a very functional borderline top 25 fantasy football running back on that Washington commander offense. 
Yeah, and of those 17 rushes, five of them were Carson Wentz. So there was only 12 designed handoffs, and uh, he got nine, and Gibson got three. So I, I think the uh, we were all kind of expecting that to to change over at some point that was going to you know sort of be more of the Brian Robinson show. I think that happened immediately, and that's that's not a good sign for Gibson owners. Uh, if if you're an Antonio Gibson owner, I would I would definitely try to get Brian Robinson on your roster immediately. Uh, I'm going to hit these next two together: uh, Tyler Algier from Atlanta Falcons and Damian Williams. Algier is currently about 55% rostered. He was picked up a lot last week. It was a big jump in his roster percentage from last week to this week. Had a not so great game against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Wasn't terrible, 13 for 45, but handled over 50% of the running back touches in Week Five. And Atlanta is currently runs the ball the fourth highest rate in the NFL. They have 162 rushes after five weeks. So he is a guy who, if he continues to you know remain the starter, he's going to see a bulk of of those carries and and should be. Uh, at least flex worthy, depending on the matchup moving forward. Now, Damian Williams is only about 30% rostered, mostly because he's currently on the IR, but he he should uh, be back this this upcoming week. He's he's eligible to be back this week. I shouldn't say should, but he's eligible to come off of IR this week. It seems like, you know, from all the reports I've read that he's doing well, he's, he's going to come off of IR. Now, him being the established veteran there, don't necessarily know if they're going to give him the ball, you know, a ton right away. Uh, but these are definitely two guys that you should add. And uh, at least for the next couple of weeks, while Cordero Patterson is on IR, could be, you know, like I said, flex worthy options for you with, uh, you know, in the right matchup. Moving on to another running back, uh, Mike Boone of the Denver Broncos. We, we saw a little sign of him last year for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Mike Boone's available in about 40% of most leagues right now, uh, but probably going to be going a little bit faster. Uh, as things move through the week. So you might want to look to add him. Uh, he had seven carries for 38 yards. One of the big things was it kind of stuck out to me was uh, he had three targets, three catches for uh, 47 yards. And when you really compared him to Melvin Gordon there, Gordon had three catches, three targets, 49 yards. So it looks like they're trying to equal him out in the playbook. Obviously, Nathaniel Hackett's had a little bit of a struggle getting an NFL offense under his belt. That that team's been interesting to say the least. Uh, and, and, you know, as I, we all had to sit through that Thursday night game. Some of us were smart enough to turn it off. And I know the Amazon execs uh, are going to go back to back weeks with some tough, uh, tough watches. But at the end of the day, Mike Boone right now looks to be uh, pretty tangible. Uh, he was RB uh, in our league of record. He was one RB 28. Uh, so definitely on the map. And uh, now somebody does sneak him from you. Uh, also, Latavius Murray is a possibility as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they start to rotate those running backs because uh, basically if Melvin Gordon keeps having some issues holding on to the football, he will not be on the field. But Mike Boone looks to be uh, a definite pickup on your waiver wire this week. All right, we're going to move into a couple wide receivers here. We mentioned uh, this player last week, but I wanted to mention him again because he is still only rostered in about 50% of leagues. George Pickens from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Listen, man, it's Deontay Johnson still leading the team in targets, uh, still ended up with 13 in this game against Buffalo. But Pickens ended up second on the team with eight targets, finished six for 83. You know, it was a tough matchup for for Pittsburgh, especially for Kenny Pickett's first start going against the best defense in the league. But uh, I truly believe and I can see it. I can see it in this game because I watched a lot of the the Buffalo Pittsburgh game. 
I could see the difference in the offense with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. I, I can tell that this offense is going to be better with Pickett, and he already has a really good connection with George Pickens. I do think that Pickens is going to be one of those guys like Amon Ross St. Brown was last year, where if you grab him now and you put him on your bench, even if you don't start him, hold on to him because by the end of the season, when him and Pickett start to get into – uh, a little bit more rhythm, and I looked at the the schedule for the end of the season. A uh, lot of good matchups for the Steelers against defenses that give up a, a ton of points to wide receivers and quarterbacks. Um, I I really like. I actually picked up Pickett on a couple of my rosters. I'm grabbing Pickens everywhere I can as well. And uh, I, these these are two guys, especially if you're struggling. I'm struggling in a couple of leagues where I'm I'm zero and five, uh, you know, one and four, whatever. I'm just like, hey, I'm blowing this up, and I'm I'm riding the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I picked up Pickett and uh, George Pickens, and I just feel like this, you know, these are this is the type of duo that can uh, over the second half of the season can really turn your team around. So definitely, definitely stash George Pickens if he's available in your league, and and do it right away before you know other people start to catch on. Yes, speaking of catching on, uh, another wide receiver, uh, seemingly talented one, rookie Alec Pierce of the Indianapolis Colts. He is very low rostered uh, in in most fantasy leagues, most of the redraft concepts, obviously. Uh, only about 5% of leagues. Um, he had a very nice game against the Denver Broncos. He had uh, eight catches uh, for 81 yards. So Alec Pierce right now is quietly becoming a, a little bit of a thing. Over the last two weeks, uh, he is the wide receiver 40 uh, right behind wide receiver 39, who was Michael Pittman of the same team. Now, we know that offense has had some struggles, obviously, with a lot of different things and an aging quarterback. But uh, to see this guy getting the production that he is uh, in a PPR concept with no, again, with no touchdowns to speak of or anything like that is definitely warranted. Uh, obviously, Matt Ryan will spread the football around. He just passed for 41 times against the Denver Broncos and they had a very good defense, uh, you know, and they were actually able to sneak away with a win in a, a very brutal game that we just talked about. But at the end of the day, I think Alec Pierce is definitely, uh, you know, a stash to say the least. Uh, he would be downright startable. He was wide receiver 16 as of this week, uh, obviously with a couple uh, guys to go tonight. So definitely worthwhile in a PPR concept, uh, no matter what Alec Pierce, pick him up, get him on your roster, uh, stash him on the bench. It might even be worth a start this week. Yeah, Matt Ryan's always been able to support two fantasy-relevant wide receivers, uh, even back to his days in Atlanta. So Pierce definitely seems like the other guy on this, the other side of Michael Pittman. Uh, one one other guy we're going to mention picking up here, um, just because, I mean, he, he's he just seems to he just seems to score points, and uh, you know, it, technically they have him listed as a tight end in most. Uh, fantasy football websites or, or what have you. But Taysom Hill is rostered in roughly 25% of leagues. Uh, had an outstanding game running the ball this past week against Seattle. Went uh, nine rushes for 112 yards and three touchdowns. Also threw a touchdown pass, uh, one for one for 22 yards and a touchdown in the passing game. And um, I think, you know, Sean Payton, when he was there, Taysom Hill was kind of his pet project and you know, he really tried to get him involved as much as possible, got him involved a lot in the red zone. And honestly, I, I think Dennis Allen realizes that this is probably why Sean Payton did that because Taysom Hill just 
when you put him back there, you change the numbers to into the offense's favor. He only has to beat one guy, you know, to, to break off a big run when he's the quarterback. Plus the fact that he is always a threat to pass. I mean, I know that they don't do it often, but they do it enough to keep the defense honest. So it's hard for the linebackers to see him in the backfield, take a snap and just immediately rush, uh, you know, to, to stop the run because he, he can beat you with his arm as well. So, um, I think if you're hurting at tight end, if you, you know, if you're like me and you drafted Cole Komet in a bunch of leagues, Taysom Hill is is a guy who you can throw in there every week. He may not score you a ton of points every single week, but the weeks like this week where he he absolutely goes nuclear, he can he can single handedly win you a week at the tight end position. So um, I do think that he's worth being rostered. And then you know you just find the right spots to play him in. I don't I don't think he's an every week start, but if you find a, a you know a good matchup or a good game script where you feel like uh, you know, he's he's going to be a, a usable piece of, of the offense. He's obviously an invaluable piece of uh, what the Saints do. So definitely grab him and throw him on your bench. All right, folks. Uh, looks like that's going to do it for this week's uh, injury waiver wire news. Uh, we are always going to give you the the best that we see fit to to get you in there and give you the ideas of, of who to pick up based on injuries and, and just maybe who's outperforming other people. Folks, don't forget to take a look at our website, the nine route FFB.com. Uh, you can take a look at our stats, our articles and, and just keep up with things and, and always uh, take a look. Sometimes we have some contests going there. Also, if you're looking to reach out to us, we have a few ways, the nine route FFB at gmail.com. Or, uh, you know, on that level, you can always reach out to uh, at the nine route on Twitter. Also, I am at Scott from Delco uh, on Twitter. If you're interested in just uh, shooting the breeze or, or questions, comments, concerns regarding fantasy football, we will do our utmost to give you our professional, uh, if you want to call it that, professional opinions uh, based on, uh, you know, who we like for this week and, and match, you know, different matchups and stuff like that. Yeah, I Definitely, uh, definitely check out the the website. It's uh, it's got links to everything, all of our uh, previous episodes, and like Scott said, some we're gonna put the, you know, our, our new start sit contest that we're that we're kind of running just to just to have a little bit of fun. We're gonna be posting the results on the website as well, so you can go check them out, and uh, you'll find out in our start sit episode later this week. Who took the lead in that, and uh, how we're how we're doing in the uh, overall start sits and in our head to head contest? So, uh, you can check that out on our website as well. Uh, again, we'd like to thank Mickey's for sponsoring the show. Mickey's three twenty seven East Main Street in Tuckerton, New Jersey. If you're around, definitely check them out and uh, have a bite to eat and a, and a cold glass of beer there. Yeah, catch a catch a football, catch a Phillies playoff game. There you uh, go. There's a lot a lot to do. A lot to do at Mickey's Portacol Pub. Absolutely. All right. I think that's going to do it for us for this week. We will be back shortly with our start sit episode.